Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm your genuflexer, Roger. My brothers and sisters in Christ join me every other Wednesday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. That's what I call Christian genuflexing. We're going to be talking about the Batman, the Matt Reeves 2022 Batman that finally came out because this movie actually was supposed to come out like, I think like two years ago. This had multiple dates that was supposed to come out like in October of last year was supposed to come out. There's been delays. Uh, there's been push, pushing, moving the schedules around. So hello, everyone. Yeah, it's awesome. Good to be back. Thanks, Roger, for inviting me to to come back. On your podcast it's always an honor and a pleasure to be here and share some time and space with you on the internet uh so yeah i'm definitely excited to see this movie full disclosure i'm more of a star wars marvel guy but um the whole robert pattinson casting intrigued me I- i've never seen any of the twilight movies but uh just the his selection and just kind of knowing who he is and kind of where he comes from right that's a, it's a different kind of genre right um at least to me anyways, I'm not sure if that's right or wrong, but you know, to me, Twilight Saga seems like a different kind of genre from someone who's never seen them, right? So take that for what it's worth. But uh, but overall, you know, I was curious, right? It's curious to see how this would turn out. So yeah, so the question you asked is, you know, where did I see the movie? So yeah, so as, as it turns out, you know, last week, as of recording this, last week was spring break uh, for the school district that, 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 uh, that both of my sons attend, right? And uh, my wife had to take a business trip, right? So the company she works for is located in New York City. So we decided, hey, let's make this a family spring break trip combined with a business trip. So while my wife was taking care of business, um, the boys and I went to go see Batman, uh, the Batman. So in New York City, down on Fulton Street, uh, cool, cool theater called IPC Theaters and right by the water, close to the Brooklyn Bridge. So you know, thinking about how water plays a role in this movie, it, it kind of made me think like, ah, all right, well, I can just look out the window and see the water from my hotel room. And you start to kind of game plan, like, okay, if something happens, you know, what am I going to do? Right. But uh, yeah, that, that was an experience in itself, just kind of, you know, being in the city that never sleeps and thinking, wow, you know, this is Gotham ish, you know, where we are. So that was an experience and honestly, you know, a very, very cool experience for, um, for, you know, all of us that went, uh, I have two boys, they're 16 and 14. So, you know, I, I got some Joker vibes from this movie and they have not seen, um, uh, the Joker yet. So, you know, honestly, I was kind of shocked. Oh, you're to... talking about the, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, the movie, right? Joker. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The Joaquin Phoenix, Todd mm-hmm. Phillips movie. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, checking the ratings, you know, PG-13, I was like, all right, we'll be good, right? But um, about hour 45 into the movie, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is, I had to pull out my phone and, you know, dim the screen to make sure that I saw right. It was PG-13. Yeah. So I was like, all right, you know, I was like, okay, well, okay, that's where we are now. It was a really dark movie. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that. I, I saw yep. I saw this because this movie came out March 4th was a release date, yep. again, directed by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson, you had playing uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman. You had Andy Serkis playing Alfred, Jeffrey Wright playing Commissioner Gordon, or, or not Commissioner Gordon, I'm sorry. I'm so used to saying that, James Gordon, because he's not Commissioner <laughs> yet. Right. Yeah, Colin yep. Farrell playing the Penguin, or Oz as they call him. Uh, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, and I think a, a excellent performance from Paul Dano as the Riddler, and other, uh, John Tur- excellent uh, yeah. Uh, Carmon Falcone played by John Toretto. Like that was kind of like a surprise for me. We'll get into the casting and stuff like that. But this movie came out Mar- um, March fourth.
And so I saw it on a Saturday and I went, I went with, um, my friend actually had gotten tickets too, but he was going with his, or sitting next to his, uh, his girlfriend and, uh, her, her son and her brother. So they just sat like just directly behind us, like right directly behind us. And then we went with another friend, Omar. So he was in town. Yep. So oh we went and so Omar came with me and saw that he wanted to see the Batman too. So, uh, yeah, so it was pretty cool. And they were like directly right behind us and stuff like that. So, and they had a lot of busy things to do. So I didn't get a chance to like talk to him very briefly after like they had to take off right away. So I was like, I wanted sure. to talk about it more. And so, so you're actually the first person <laughs> that I'm talking uh, about the Batman with. So that, that's pretty, yeah. So I haven't had time to talk to anybody about the movie. So, um, I think it should be good. So what are your initial, just right off the back, what's your overall initial thoughts about the movie overall? So, okay. So before I get into my overall thoughts really quick, Omar, shout out, man. Just, just want just want to give you a shout out. You know, he's, he's a buddy of ours. So just want to make sure we take some time and just give him a shout out. So yeah. there you go. Uh, so initial thoughts. So, okay. So honestly, you know, I, I go into movies and I enjoy them for what they are. You know, why, you know, I can break down the plot and kind of reflect on it. And I've, I've taken some time to kind of do that afterwards. But for me, for what it was, I'm going to say I liked it, you know, for a movie. It's three hours long. Yes. I, I went in knowing that, you know, unfortunately now that's a part of the movie. That's a part of the movie ticket buying experience is how long is the movie? Yeah. So that way you can plan accordingly. Right. For yeah. things and. You know, after, you know, I remember when, when was it, um, Robin Hood, the movie with uh, Kevin Costner. I believe that was oh, one yeah, of the first two-hour-long yeah. movies. And everyone was shocked. <laughs> this movie is two hours long. It's, it, yeah. Everyone was shocked about that. So now, you know, three hours, you know, we've had Endgame, The Batman. I'm not sure if there's been any any others. But, you know, three hours is kind of becoming a thing for movies. Yeah. So going into this movie, I knew it was going to be that. And uh, I did enjoy it. You know, I've... You know, I have had some, you know, comments on social media just from, you know, friends that have kind of shared their takes on it, which I I can see after watching the movie, you know, them sharing, you know, their their thoughts on it and whether it was the pacing or the dialogue or lack thereof or action or lack thereof, whatever the case is, I could certainly see their points. I liked it simply because when I go into a movie, I'm interested in it. 
uh, I'm going for the experience, right? I'm 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 in New York. I'm popcorn, with my sons. Yeah, soda. Yeah, popcorn. The goodies. You know, nowadays it's a meal. It's really not even yeah. popcorn. It's 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 a meal now, right? Pizza. So just kind of sharing that, you know, creating those memories. You know, for me, what it was, I liked it. Yeah. That's good. And this movie is currently at an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's, oh. it's certified fresh. So that means a, a lot of people are like into the critics, the audience score. And yeah, this is a three. It, it's clocked in at officially at two hours and 56 minutes. So yeah, it's a four minute shy of a three hour movie. And that's pretty, it's yep. one of the longer movies. I got to say, I'm not going to say it's better than this or what rank it is, but like, mm-hmm. I, I want to see it again. I definitely want to see it again. Same. And I, I, I like, well. yeah, I love the movie. Um, there are problems and we'll get into little nitpickies that, that stuff that had a problem with, but overall, <laughs> my overall sense is I loved it. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's like very dark. It's to me, it is the darkest Batman. It makes the dark Knight look like a, like a fun time Marvel movie, the way the whole grittiness, the darkness, the cinematography, I think was amazing. There's a bunch of iconic shots that I would love to have like on my wall, just like post it up on the wall, hang out and have people show people and stuff like that. Beautiful. The acting is like top notch. You know, you had Robert Patterson. I seen a lot of his movies after the twilight that he was in a little movie called um, good time. He was in a movie called, uh, what was it? Um, good time. And then he was in tenant, you know, brief role, not, not like a big, big role, but he came out in, in tenant. And then a bunch of other movies, like a, there was a weird, a weird space movie that he had came out. Zoe Kravitz was really good. I, the only stuff that I've seen her in was a series on HBO called um, Big Little Lies. I don't know if you guys seen that show, but she does an excellent job as one of the characters in that HBO series. Paul Dano, uh, I thought he did the performance like the best out of anybody. Um, I, I even think he might do like maybe he might be nominated for like I would say best supporting actor for sure. This performance was amazing. It was chilling. It was creepy. Jeffrey Wright, I've known him in stuff like Boardwalk Empire and with the Westworld. We saw Batman more than Bruce Wayne, and I enjoyed that. Like we didn't usually in Batman, <laughs> it's like you see a split. Like you see. Bruce Wayne. We didn't see a lot of Bruce Wayne, and I like that. He was mainly Batman, and his performance was so great. You see, um, I don't know if you've seen a movie, The Lighthouse, with William Dafoe. Patterson puts on a clinic mm. in there. Uh, the movie High Life, that's the one I was thinking about. It's a space movie, kind of like a science fiction. He was in that one. So just kind of uh, takeaway. Uh, takeaway first is it sounds like Robert Pattinson's been honing his craft, yes. if you will, right? Kind of a indus- industry mm-hmm. speak there, which is you know good to hear. Honestly, the only movie I've seen him in is that Harry Potter. Which one was it? The, oh, goblet, wow, the go- it yeah. goblet of Goblet of Fire. Yeah. I think that's probably the oh, only wow, yeah. movie that I can say that I've seen him in. I think I I may have seen the movie he was in with Reese Witherspoon. Something mm-hmm. about an elephant or water. Oh, yes, an elephant. yes, there you go. I forget yeah. the title. That's right. But, that's uh, when I he kind of started his uh his his uh rebirth i guess post, if you will yeah post twilight right post twilight exactly yeah i i may have seen it i don't remember honestly but uh yeah so aside from harry potter that's really about it uh okay so opening of the movie you know i i like that they kind of they they showed you know the joker part kind of carrying on i don't really know where this falls in the chronology of it's the story a standalone line. yeah Oh, it's standalone. Okay, yeah, gotcha, standalone. gotcha. It it sounds like they kind of either bridged it or at least gave some kind of nod to the Joker movie. Yeah. Because one of the opening scenes, right, is you see the group of 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 guys in the subway, uh, who all had the face paint. Yes. And for me, I I hope this was the intent, but for me, I could connect the dots that it was it was an initiation for that one character to get his full face yes. covered in paint as the Joker. Cause right. He had half of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they showed the guy on the phone showing the video of, you know, knocking out someone. And then, so they end up chasing the man that's on the subway by himself and they're telling him, knock him out. So to me, it's like, okay, this is his initiation. He's probably knocked someone out already. So this is his, his full face Joker makeup initiation, right? So I, I like that nod or connect the dots, whatever you want to call it there. Um, familiarity, right? Because the, the movie had almost the same kind of 
uh, look, cinematography, you know, gritty, yes, uh, old timey New York, right? Um, grayscale, that kind of stuff there. So, uh, you mentioned earlier the way it was shot, and there's some beautiful scenes in it. I certainly agree with you on that. But uh, that first part really, really got me, you know, and we took the subway a couple of times after that. Oh, so you know, you my I was certainly on alert, you know, just because you know, you're in a new city, you don't really know anyone, you know. As, as the father, husband of the family, you know, that's kind of your role anyways. So, you know, the movie kind of gave that nice little, hey, you need to stand guard here. So yeah. even though, even though you know, the folks in New York, regardless of what's depicted in the movie in Gotham City, folks in New York overall are pleasant and it's, it's a wonderful place to be. He's going to make people looking into the shadows if you're in a dark corner. Because I love the way in the beginning how it shows. And by the way, I love the voiceover. I thought that was an excellent touch. Something different. Yep. It reminded me of The Watchmen. Have you ever seen the Zack Snyder mm, movie? Mm-hmm. I believe in 2008, The Watchmen. Uh, I love that movie. That that movie, I, I really, really love it. And there's like a long cut too. There's like a four-hour cut or something like that. I really love oh, that wow. one. Yeah. So I own it on Blu-ray. But it reminded me of that because it has the voiceover. So when you hear Batman coming out and he's, you know, it's March 6th or Wednesday, whatever, he starts doing that. Vo- it reminded me of Rorschach, one of the characters from the, the Watchmen. And I loved it. That gave it a real, like a detective noir film. So yeah. I really yeah. appreciated the noir of that detective style movie. And the way the camera sits on dark shadows where the guy's like, he's going to rob something and he's looking in the shadows and you just... He's the camera just sits on that and moves closely to that. And then in the they do that many times. And then the the, the last one where he actually comes out and there you just hear this boots, right? You just hear the metal boots yep. of Batman yep. walking. And then he comes out of the shadows and then we see the scene that we've seen in the trailer when that excellent where he just beats down that one guy mercifully and yes. uh, one of the guys get and the one you, you what you were saying is about like a an initiation almost like like a um what is it American me style remember at the end right like when the little right? boy yeah. like he has to shoot somebody he's like a lot of the gangs do that you know uh in, yep. in, in America and I'm sure other places you kind of like you got to do your first drive by or first whatever this is something like that but that guy who's who's I guess was gonna get his his the rest of his face painted decides you know, scares him off enough. So he just, Batman kind of lets him go and he runs off. What did you think of like the relationship between commissioner Gordon and Batman? Because after that you see the crime scene. Why? Oh, actually before, like what about that? Excellent. But even before that, I mean the opening shot, like I can't believe we skipped that. Like the one where you just opens up on Ave Maria, you hear the Ave Maria and you see it from the perspective. At first, you don't really know, but then you get because at first I thought it was Batman, right? That right. opening shot, like I thought it was Batman looking. I wasn't too sure, and then like I was like, "Oh, okay, it's the Riddler." And you're looking at the Riddler, what he's seen, and then that that's like a horror movie. Like you see the mayor, he's in there, and he's inside the house, and from the shadow again, the the film uses darkness and shadow a lot, and out of nowhere, you just. I think a light flickers on or the channel and, and then the camera moves and then the Riddler's behind the mayor. Just like a ser- like Michael Myers style. Okay, walk us through that scene. What did you think about that? So, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. Cause I, until the, until the dots connected, I thought it was Batman too. Yeah. Right. Just kind of, I, I was like, okay, so why is Batman watching this guy? Is he a suspect in something yeah. kind of going into the movie? I had the understanding that this was, like a detective style Batman, right? Compared to some of the other kind of styles of Batmans that we've seen in past movies and past past versions, right? So, you know, that that was my first thought. I was like, okay, maybe he's on a stakeout, right? You know, I, yeah. you know, I it's kind of funny to think of Batman on a stakeout. He's there in his suit and um, you know, he has like, you know, a burger next to him or yeah. you know, a, a a banana or an orange or coffee, right? Just he has his thermos. He has his has his bat yeti oh, cup, just kind of with you know like, meta, right there, like but... it's a bat like a like character like batman characters and stuff yeah 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 well no like 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 those like those yeti cups the brand oh, yeti. Yeah, so, yeah, the so, brand, so those are so, good yeah so it's like a bat yeti full of like you know coffee so <laughs> so yeah i i thought it was batman but you know it wasn't and we we then learn it's it's the riddler 
I mean, by the way, you've already said it, but I need to say it too. You know, Paul Dano did yeah. an amazing job. I had recognized him, but I couldn't place him. Yeah. And that kind of distracted me from the movie, honestly, not to get too off topic here, but for a good part of the movie, I'm like, who is this? I've seen this guy when you kind of see his full face, you know, it's like, who is he? I've seen him in something. I don't know yeah. what it is. Some of his best and, performance is Paul Dano. Like if you want to see him performance, he comes out in There Will Be Blood, which stands toe to toe with Daniel Day Lewis, who some would say is like the greatest actor of all time. Right. Of there all time. There Will Be right? Blood. Yep. His performance at, in uh, what is it, uh, Prisoners, the one with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal, yep. which he plays like a killer or something like that. And that, that's another good performance, kind of reminiscent of this a little bit, a little bit. And then also his a very brief performance, but in Twelve Years a Slave, he comes out. Uh -huh. uh, Paul Dano is one of like the the slave owners, or, or not slave owners, but like one of the the guys who have to like go out there in the field. And his performance in there, brief, is, is very good. So Paul Daniels, he's an excellent actor. He's very excellent. He is, and those are all you know great movies that you mentioned there. But what I know him from. Honestly, oh, I know what you're he was say. young. That's yeah, he was younger say. in this movie, right? But Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I was like, wait a minute, he's yeah. the son in Little Miss Sunshine. He's the guy that wants to be a pilot, yeah. but he's colorblind and he throws a fit that he <laughs> has a realization that he could never be a pilot. I thought you were gonna say and... the girl next door because he was in there. Remember? Oh, gotcha. The no, girl I don't next think door. I've actually seen. I've seen that one. Yeah, he's like younger, like uh, where where the, the guy I call him the fake Leonardo DiCaprio. He's in there, and then like he's dating like a model. Remember a model? Yeah, that that uh, the girl next door. That, that that's a good. That, I thought you were gonna say that one because that one came out. Oh, that's yeah. like a childhood movie. But yeah, no, he was also right. young in, in Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, he was. Alrighty, so so back to your question. So yeah, so that opening scene is amazing, you know. And you, you see the. So I didn't initially realize it was Halloween. So mm. to see the little boy kind of charge the mayor, who's his son, right? Charge mm -hmm. him with a sword. I was like, what in the heck is going on yeah. here? You know, this Batman movie is coming in hot. You know, why is it starting <laughs> out this way? And then I realized like, oh, okay, it's Halloween. He's he's in character and the dad's just being a good dad and playing along with it. So I was like, all right, that's pretty neat. But the like the Ave Maria in the background, number one, it was a beautiful rendition. Uh, but it it's it made me wonder what's going to happen. Right. Because that, that song and the use of that song, it it grips you to... Yeah wonder okay something this is there's a reason why this is playing in the background right so i that that was honestly a good way to start the movie and to create that intrigue and to in a way kind of introduce uh the riddler to the movie and kind of show what he's capable of and that that was just the tip of the iceberg yeah and this again this right off the back what you said it, it does go off back because he just bludgeons him with that 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 object and he just like it's it's yep. a, a brutal scene like it's a brutal like that's where right there i was like oh my goodness like wow like this is immediately was darker than the dark night because you remember the dark night there there was some parts but this one felt like more more uh guttural and more gritty and just like very violent, you know, like you could feel the, yes. the anger and the hate in, in, in Paul Daniels' character. He just runs, he yells at him and running and he like hits him over the head. And it's just very creepy. And the way he's breathing in the mask, like he's just breathing. Yep. This is like, and again, the influences you see on the movie is like Chinatown. You see the influence of that where it's like a corruption in the city that's corrupt. And then one murder is actually part of a bigger murder. So you see right. uh, bits of the, the movie Chinatown in there. Also, obviously, uh, people are pointing to Seven. Um, I see a little bit of mm -hmm. Seven, too. Um, yeah, I Some of the, the killer, you know, is Kevin Spacey's characters doing the Seven, seven Deadly Sins. Um, and, and obviously, the Zodiac was a big influence, the movie and the actual real life killer. And you definitely see that in Paul Daniels' character, uh, leaving notes and little symbols, just like exactly like the Zodiac, kind of even dressed like him. Instead of a hood over his face, he has that mask, that reminiscent of uh, the, in the comic book lore, Hush. Uh, some of the, the people read Batman comics, they'll, they'll know the guy Hush. And even in the animated movie, I think they spin it with the Riddler and all this stuff like that. So I thought it was really good. But the, the rated R, like, that's another thing in what was it, in Ireland or England, in Europe somewhere, uh, some of the countries gave it the equivalent to a rated R. 
So like we have rated oh, wow. R PG thirteen, right? Well, in yep. other countries they don't have like you know rated R PG thirteen, but their version, their version of a rated R movie in here in the United States, that's what the Batman got. So they rate in other countries they rated it as rated R. So I could see this movie. I was like, oh yeah, I could definitely see the movie how it was dark. And like I could definitely see it being a rated R. So it's interesting that other countries had had it at that. So I wonder like how much Warner Brothers paid off because again R rating, <laughs> uh, it does limit your box office, right? Because it does. It, not that many people can go with it. So well, what were what were right. some of your other favorite scenes after that? We start going into the like the middle of the movie and stuff that come out to you. So really, what what stands out to me, you know? So if we're talking about like the whole movie. Uh, you know, really what gets me is when, when he's in the car, you know, the, the whole action oh, yeah, the scene with the scene. car and the, the car chase scene where that car flips, like, what is it like eight, nine, ten times? Yeah. Uh, my son was There's actually no trying way to count alive. the flips. There's no, no way. way he's no alive. way at all. There's no way. <laughs> yes. So my, when, uh, so my son that was sitting right next to me, I, I could hear him and I kind of looked at him and he looked at me and he's just like five, six, so he was counting the flips. I was like, man. He's loving this and I think I'm going to get in trouble and, you know, <laughs> yeah. So th- th- that that kind of stuck out to me. Uh, the scene with the, I believe it was the mayor's funeral where the, oh, was was it the really ADA, good... where the ADA yes. just kind of just drove right into the funeral. Uh, that to me, that that shocked me, honestly. Um, honestly, I thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. I thought the AD was the AD was dead and there was a brick on the gas pedal. So to see him walk out, I was like, oh, he's actually alive. All right. You know, let's see where this goes. Uh, that really got me. Uh, we can talk about the ending later. You know, there's, yeah. there, there's some scenes in there and there's even some symbolism in that. And, you know, toward the end of the movie, you know, with, you know, Batman's character that you know, kind of struck me there. Um, but honestly, w- one of my biggest takeaways probably people may hear this and go really out of three hours movie. That's really what, what mm-hmm. took you away was okay. So Batman is this uber rich from an uber rich family. Not really in this movie. He's not really a, uh, a philanthropist. If yeah. you will, it's even mentioned, right. You haven't done anything. So I'm not sure if there's innuendos because of who Batman is. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the current climate to kind of approach that tactfully, if you will. But um, the tech he has, it's it seemed a little gritty, right? Which, yeah. Which kind of it kind of surprised Especially the me. Batmobile, I, yeah. Yeah, the Batmobile and like so. Number one, I I kind of think the whole like you know contact lens thing was kind of cool, right? Where he wore yeah, contact where lens you can record it and stuff, it, like recorded cool. video and audio. You, you, like, does that just go to the cloud or something? There's no where, <laughs> the where to cloud, put. Yeah to put kind of storage. So yeah, how does that work? That's interesting. And then he takes it out and puts it in that sensor and he can rewind and see and hear everything. Uh, but the, the tech all seemed like gritty, like it had knobs hmm. and like this screen look like DIY, you know, yeah. it didn't like normally, you know, Batman's tech is smooth. It's sleek. You know, the, you think the Batmobile and that, that thing is smooth and sleek. I, I'm thinking that was that was a judgment call for yeah. it to fall in line with the look of the movie to where it's it, it seemed it was even staticky right like the the video was in it was in 4k right it was yeah. at bit at times it was grainy the audio was kind of staticky and whatever he was using to watch it on seemed you know DIY so you know that that stuck with me a lot just because you know I'm kind of into into that kind of stuff and audio and visual stuff so I was like wow like it's you know, this is like beta testing kind of stuff he's using yeah. here. You'd figure he's got like the finished product, but yeah. Yeah. What you talked about is like some of those favorite scenes. Yeah. Me too. Is like the funeral scene, the Avi Maria again playing. And that mm-hmm. that's a tense scene. That whole scene, you're just tense. And yeah. Matt Reeves knows how to build the tension. And then I love right. that scene where you just hear something and everybody's turning around and like, what's going on? And then you just hear like something's coming. And then all of a sudden he, uh, uh, Bruce Wayne looks up and it's, it's the Riddler in the silhouette and everyone's ducks down, but him. So we know that's when it is. The car comes crashing down. I love that scene. That was great. And one little minor critique I had 
Um, it's not a big one, but Robert Patterson performance was excellent as Batman, like man might be my favorite Batman, like costume in like the way he acted, the way his facial expressions, all of that, the way he moved, Mm -hmm. talk, I think it might be, I I, I don't know yet, but, uh, I didn't love his Bruce Wayne. I liked it, but I didn't love the Bruce Wayne, uh, especially like the hair choice. And like, I just, it, it was okay. Like I liked it, but. He didn't have that duality yet, you know, that Ben Affleck would be the playboy Bruce Wayne. Christian Bale would even play the the playboy Bruce Wayne. Even Michael Keaton would play the playboy Bruce Wayne. Yep. Robert Pattinson, we, we didn't get that. We didn't get that side of him because yeah. he was the same in the funeral, moping around, walking around. He he didn't get that. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like. He they didn't, they didn't, yeah. and you would think in in the three hours of the movie or the two hours and you would 50, see six minutes yeah. runtime, you would either see that, or there would be an establishing scene to explain why. I, I don't recall yeah. if there's any kind of a scene that says no. this is why Bruce Wayne is emo, yeah. right? Uh, there was nothing like that. Yeah. He was like just Batman the whole time. Yeah, which uh, again I love and, that part, it, but I wish yeah. I was a little bit of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, exactly, and that and that's that's part of the mis- that's part of the the attraction to Batman is there's that conscience. That's right? the mask. He's that's this the rich real guy. Mask. Yeah, exactly. Bruce he's, Wayne he's is this the rich real guy. Mask. He does yeah. good, you know. He, he does all these things, but he also has all this awesome tech, and he's yeah. and he's a crime fighter, and he's a superhero. Uh, there was no clear defining line for that. It's I wanted to know why he was the way yeah. he was when he was in Batman. Now, and in that's, his... that's kind of one question that I still have. In his defense a little bit, they said this is year two of Batman. So it's year two in his crusade. Now, maybe he hasn't mm. understood that yet. And that's what I'm guessing. Oh, maybe. You know, I don't know. Maybe. But th- that that's a potential is that he's he's not there yet. He's only in year two. He's new. He He's going to figure out, okay, I got to be Bruce Wayne. I got to, you know, go around, show my face and, you know, smile, kiss babies and all that stuff. So I can be like, oh, look, there's Bruce Wayne. And then give that extra, like... Batman, that extra extreme that would just show like, oh, this guy's a, you know, whatever playboy flamperous, you know, he, he can't be Batman or whatever like that. But again, it's new. So maybe that. But then the Batmobile scene, you were saying that it was like one of the best that I've seen, one of the best car chases I've seen in film in recent years ever in a long, in a long, long time. But when when they're going out because he's with Catwoman and Penguin comes mm-hmm. out, starts shooting and everything. And when Batman goes off, and the penguin is out there in the rain, and it's raining. And I love the rain, too. It was always raining. Yes. I love that. And you see yeah. Penguin's face. All of a sudden, in the theater, you just you hear this, like, animalistic thumping, this roaring in your chest. You can feel it in your body and your bones. <laughs> the way the engine revs up, and Penguin's yeah. face is like he's horrified. And then the lights come on. And then the, I was like, oh, man, I love that introduction of the Batmobile. Was I mean, oh, the... The whole theater just, you can feel it. Like when the Batman engines revs up and then all of a sudden yep. the lights turn on and it's, sh- oh, that, I love that. That was like, and then the score, the score yes. from uh, yes. Michael Gilliani or Genitelli, uh, he was, it was great. Like the score, like dun, 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 dun. Like throughout, like there was uh, pianos playing, violins, like different versions of that same beat. And then in the chase, you just hear it come in and then it goes away and it comes in. Like it's, I love the score, you know, the, the whole movie beautifully scored, just beautiful sound, beautiful sound. And then Gotham city is like a character. And that's what I really loved about Gotham city. Like to to me, this is my favorite Gotham city on film, even better. I love the dark Knight trilogy. It was more like Chicago and New York. That's all it was. It was just Chicago and New York. <laughs> Other than Batman Begins with the Narrows, that was kind of like different. But like the rest of the movies, it's just like a city, you know. Uh, even man, even Tim Burton, like Tim Burton, I like Tim Burton, and Tim Burton was gothic, and it was all like that. But this one was my favorite. The Gotham City is a character, and that kind of goes back to what like the theme. I, I kind of want to talk about the themes of the story and stuff because. Um, you see how they established Bruce Wayne, right? They established the world first. And in this movie right. world, it's Gotham City as a character. That's the antagonist. To me, 
it's not the, I mean the Riddler of course but to, and Falcone and the mob and penguin but to me the real antagonist uh, the the bad guy of the story is Gotham City and in this world in Gotham City there's corruption there's death there's hopelessness there's helplessness and that's the story world and I like the way Matt Reeves in the screenplay put that story that against Batman who sees what it is and wants to change it and then so Batman is fighting gotham city he's fighting that corruption he's fighting the darkness he's fighting the violence and then you have other characters like catwoman who's doing the same thing like batman but in a different way she sees the corruption she sees how her friend gets killed and nobody cares so she's fighting against that same thing but from a different angle and then also uh you have gordon same thing he's rebelling against this story world this villain of gotham city the corruption all that so you have Gordon, Batman, Selena Kyle. They all have the same goal in a way, in different ways, but they have the similar goal because they're butting heads with the story world, which is Gotham City. To me, and there's other themes too, but to me, I, I like that theme. What, what, what are some themes that of this movie that you took away? So the whole I am vengeance yes. really kind of got me, right? <laughs> yeah. Is in the beginning when he says that, it's like I expected him to say I am Batman, right? Yeah. You know? So I am the Batman. The movie's called The Batman, right? So when he said I am vengeance, I was like, oh, uh, what? Like I, I'm not someone that's, you know, read up on the comics or that's followed it that way. So I don't know if that's a part of yeah, that's you know, a, yeah. a comic book storyline. That, that's what I was thinking called, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So wait, when he when when I heard that, I was like, uh, all right, let's see where this goes. I'm interested, right? Uh, and then toward the end, when you know one of the Riddler's henchmen, if you will, or followers, or you know persons that he's influenced, Influ- yeah. you know, turn turn around and says the same thing. It's almost yeah. like it's an eye-opening experience for Batman because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, okay, I'm not vengeance they are yes you know and you know so and you talk about themes and just kind of like symbolism and things uh in in that shortly after that scene right when he's fighting you know the bad guy and they're literally on the top of the scoreboard inside madison square garden right so when he falls in the water and he comes out Mm -hmm. he's he's starts focusing on the people that are in me yeah so to me, it's almost like a baptism, right? It's Whoa, it's yeah. like he falls in the water. That's right. I never thought about that. And he comes yeah. out and like he starts saving people. Mm. Yeah. So I, I didn't to think me, about I was that. like, that's good. It's kind of He gets fully kind of immersed. Yeah. He gets right. fully right. immersed in, water. in the baptism. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, he becomes that's kind of essentially a new person because then uh, towards the end, too. Uh, when the lady he's helping out people and stuff like that, and the lady grabs his arm and he kind of gives a smile, and that's actually, I think, I think the first smile he's given. It's the first smile <laughs> in, in the, the whole, whole movie. movie, so it makes sense that he comes out anew from the waters of baptism. And he, so that's a very interesting because yeah. that's perfect. Because what I wanted to get into or, or mention too is, is piggybacking off of the the baptism analogy. I was gonna say about vengeance, about this this yeah. movie's about vengeance too, and. You know, the Catechism of the Catholic Church in two, uh, 2302, uh, when, it's, when it's talking about killing and anger for this, this, that we all struggle with this, obviously. But in the Catechism, it says, anger is a desire for revenge, to desire vengeance in order to do evil to someone who should be punished is illicit. But it is praiseworthy to impose restitution to correct vices and maintain justice. If anger reaches the point of deliberate desire to kill or seriously wound a neighbor, it is gravely against charity. It is a mortal sin. The Lord says, everyone who is angry with his brother shall be liable to judgment. And that's in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So I like that it says to desire vengeance. So yeah. it has that word in there. So that's why it I, does. I, I like that you said that baptism because I was like, yes, because vengeance and then uh, i think aristotle talks about similar things too and um some of the theologians have talked about how like anger can be good 
anger but it had like aristotle talks about how like it have you have to you have to make sure you were really wronged right like you it can't be a false wrong like oh he wronged me for this it has to be real and it has to be like balanced and it has to be like it has to have a form of justice to like what is justice right justice is one of the four cardinal virtues and justice is simply to render one to which they are due right to render one to which they are due so if a good man is due to certain honor and you don't give it to him or you don't do it or allow or give him what he's owed, well, then that's unjust, right? But if, like, let's say uh, criminals hurting people or doing something or killing people or doing something like that, well, he is owed, it, 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 justice demands that he is brought in, right? But then that gets into the, like, I know Bat- Batman's not Catholic, really. I mean, there's been hints of i think like maybe anglican or lutheran or something like that i mean there's comic books of him uh going to like uh funerals and there's hints but i think Mm -hmm. that that uh in a way there's a catholic idea of batman doesn't kill and i don't know if you want to speak on any of that like i know you see the well i mean don't say that to michael keaton in in batman 89 because he kills like a bunch and then uh, but in the comic lore yeah in the comic the traditional in traditional comic book stances, Batman doesn't kill. He doesn't shoot. He doesn't do all that stuff. So, uh, what do you think about that? Is uh, kind of like a, a little Catholic, uh, little Catholic nugget uh, from the Batman psyche. Right. So, kind of before that, I'm just curious what what uh, what num what what number is that in the Catechism of the Catholic Church? Twenty three oh two. Twenty yeah okay, twenty three. Cool. I want to look that up later on. Yeah. Twenty three oh two. Awesome. Yeah. That's that's cool. Uh, and that's weird. That's not weird, but that's that's amazing that it does specifically vengeance, mention yeah. vengeance. If I can just kind of speak about that that section there, twenty three hundred two in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, just because some thoughts that came to mind as you were reading that, uh, thinking about what you said earlier about about the Bruce Wayne character mm-hmm. of this story, right? So you mentioned it's year two. Yeah. So maybe he's learning. And toward the end there, you talk about charity, right? Mm-hmm. So and in a sure, you know, the word charity. You know, in this case, I'm taking it as the literal word charity, where maybe with this baptism, if you will, in future, the Batmans will see him learn to be that philanthropist Mm -hmm. that we were expecting him to see. Mm -hmm. You know, who knows what this experience will, what path it will lead him to. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's just kind of a piggyback thought I had off off of you reading that there. So... Awesome yeah. stuff. Um, it, 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 I was going to say also too, like the vengeance, a lot of it do like Aristotle will talk about like how it has a lot to do with the Avenger. Like what, what's mm. his intent? What's his intent? You know, he cannot take pleasure like in take pleasure in another person's suffering or hate. So it has to be balanced because then we do believe in like just war. Uh, the church has a doctrine on just war. And again, it's not like mm-hmm. we can never like, Oh, this, like again, the Nazis are, are going to take over the world. Like, oh, let's just stand back. And I know there are times when we, and we'll call that self-defense. We wouldn't call that murder. You know, if we're defending our land or somebody breaks into our house and say like, oh, I can't shoot them because that's against, no, that's not, that's not vengeance. You know, that's not like that. And then even too, uh, also in Romans, you have Romans twelve twenty one, be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil by good. So, there again in lies the Batman where this Riddler is a, a bad character. And it's even taught, you know, I, I find it strange. It's the whole Thanos, the uh, Killmonger, the uh, what's the other character? There's a bunch of other characters now where people are like, yeah, they were actually right. Yeah, have you ever heard that? Like right. Thanos was right. Killmonger yep. was right. So and so. Mm-hmm. And there's been some people that and the Joker was right. Some people have been saying the Riddler was right. And and there's a tiny like a tiny speck of truth a little bit as where yes he's un- uncovering uh the corruption the horrific corruption in the police department and he's uncovering it and so you can see a little bit of, but overall that's a tiny speck I, I overall he was wrong even though he did he he killed people he killed even uh was it the one the car scene the funeral where where he's gonna blow him up and the guy's like look uh, i can't do this because my fat he'll hurt my my family will be in danger and and then he gets killed like even him was 
protecting his family, you know, doing his family. He's doing wrong things, the DA, and covering stuff up. But he was protecting his family as well. Even in the scene where uh, his dad, remember the, the the part where they're talking about Bruce Wayne's dad uh, told Falcone to like scare, right. not to kill him, but scare him. Scare. And he was like, yeah, you lied to me. That I, my, I thought my dad was good. And, and then Alfred tells him, he goes, no, your dad made a mistake in weakness. But he was a good man. And so another part of Catholicism that comes in is forgiveness. And the idea that was it Fulton Sheen, like, uh, or or, maybe it wasn't Fulton Sheen, but I know somebody was one of the saints. There's a quote where they're like, a saint is somebody, a a saint is not somebody who never sins, but someone who keeps getting back up, you know, someone who doesn't stay down. And that's, that's taught in in teaching in church is like, you don't have to be perfect. Like, what was it? I think uh, St. Teresa I think Calcutta said something similar. It's like, God doesn't demand that you be perfect, but God demand like, oh man, I'm going to mess it up anyway. But it's <laughs> something like a cool, something like that. Like it doesn't mean you never make mistakes. Like a saying doesn't mean you never sin. That So it's something like that. The quote that she said, it's similar. And I find it that the Riddler was very unforgiving. He's yes. executing people. Even Bruce Wayne, he was going to kill him. Bruce Wayne didn't do nothing. He was just born. Remember, he was just born into the family. So what can you talk about the theme about forgiveness, the theme about forgiveness, and also the theme about how good men can do bad things and bad men can do good things? What are your thoughts yeah, on that? That's Well, you know, that goes for everyone. We are all human, right? We're all human. So, you know, so this this is kind of related, but it's going to sound like it's not. So as you're recording this, uh, and of course, you know, ask everyone who hears this, you know, regardless of what happens after today to offer a prayer for Scott Hall, you know, a wrestler better known as Razor Ramon and uh, Scott Hall in WCW, which is his name, Mm -hmm. uh, who's on life support right now. Right. And uh, it sounds like he he suffered uh, three heart attacks over the weekend. So he's actually on life support. And uh, the word from Kevin Nash, who was one of his closest friends and also a former wrestler, yeah, uh, he put out a social media post uh, stating that Scott Hall's family has decided to take him off life support oh. once they've all gathered. Uh, so you know, prayers, oh, wow. prayers for him. You know, this there's a lot of my childhood in wrestling, yeah. being being a big fan of you know late nineties, early two thousand yeah. wrestling. NWO, the Diesel, That's exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, you know. A part of a part of Kevin Nash uh, sharing his thoughts and pouring his heart out on social media about this, uh, he shared that one time Scott Hall mentioned to him when he was questioning his own his past mistakes and trying to trying to turn his life around. Uh, Scott Hall said to him, uh, "The last perfect person who walked this earth was nailed to the cross." Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So. You know, so that's that's kind of timely, but it, it won't be years from now. This yeah. Scott Hall, you know, will, will eventually pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was that? You oh, know, we're yeah, yeah, we're we're all human. Yeah. You know, and we we all make mistakes. I made mistakes, Roger. You've yeah. made mistakes. Oh, yeah. And you know, maybe not on the scale of you know having business dealings with a Carmine. Falcone, you know, or anything like that, but you know, we've all made mistakes and you know, one of the one of the many beautiful aspects of our faith is that we do have the sacrament of reconciliation, personally my yeah. favorite sacrament, and you know, mercy yeah. is given. And when when you receive mercy, you know, it's it's I don't know about you, but I just want to run down the street and just scream from the top of my scream from the top of my lungs you know that that i'm redeemed yeah and you know albert uh saying what he did to you know bruce and saying you know what he's a good man he he made a mistake made a mistake in a moment i think he said yeah he goes in a moment of weakness he made a mistake yes he's a good man yeah yes and in weakness is where we find that we make those mistakes right in weakness it's it's hard to stand firm a hundred percent of the time we can try and we can try but we all have our moments of weakness. Yeah. St. Peter and, ran away and denied yep. Christ three times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Three times. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's some symbolism behind that as well. Right. But that's, that's a, that's a whole different episode right yeah. there. But um, you know, it's, it, it's in those moments of weakness. That's hard for us to, 
to fortify our stance because yeah. we are weak. We can't fortify when we're weak. Uh, so it's it's almost like you're saying, you know, genuflexing, right? We need to learn how to genuflex in those moments of weakness. And that's a tall order, yeah. order to do. Um, but it's, you know, it's mercy is given and it's, it's, it's priceless. Yeah. That's it's why priceless some of the and people, it's beautiful. Yeah. It, it that's, I love that about our faith. Like that's one big thing that I definitely love. And I'll have those, the moments when I go to out of confession and I just like get teary eyed and just like, Oh my, this is a beautiful yep. thing. And it doesn't have to happen every time. Cause sometimes I go in and I don't have that. It just depends. It just depends. Like sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Uh, but but it sticks no matter what like it sticks and it's valid and, and you go and you make a good confession that's wonderful and that that's why one thing I reject about that like the Riddler was right because I've heard people like yeah the Riddler actually he was yeah, I was agreeing with I heard somebody said like uh, I was more on the Riddler side than Batman side like Batman was the bad guy because he you know he's trying to stop this corruption and all this stuff and um, I, I reject that whole like the Thanos and Killmonger and there's somebody else too that's famous that they're always saying that yeah he's actually a good guy but yeah um, the Riddler reminds me of a lot of the real uh, mass shooters that happen in the you know school. what I I got that same vibe yeah when they showed when when they showed the last video or the video that was in there was uh, password protected yes and and there was the comments right you know. Uh, what gauge you yeah. can find them here's the link like when they showed that that is exactly the vibe that i got yes. where i was like this feels like something it this looks like a screenshot from like what is it uh 4chan yeah right so that's exactly what that's the vibe that i got from that so i'm definitely with you on that yeah he because he has that and also too he has the writings and all that they find a little notebook and he even says right. about his story about he and again he's he had a tough life. Like he was orphaned. He was abandoned. They didn't care about him. He sees all these powerful people getting this and that and getting taken care of. And Bruce Wayne, and he's just got thrown and abused. He's in the system. And you can feel the anger, but just like all the other, like the Columbine shooters, if you read their re writings, they all, they're all similar. All the mass shootings, they're all similar is that they, they're, they become bitter. They become angry mm -hmm. and, they turn inward on themselves. They turn inward on themselves and become hellish, like a hellish creature that they hate existence. Like they, they, they want to shake their fists at the sky, at God, even if they right. reject God, even if they say, oh, I'm the eighth, I don't believe in God. But if they don't believe in God, they're, they're shaking their fists at being itself. Right. So they need to take <laughs> out revenge. And what's the best way to take out revenge is not just, you know, take yourself out. That's like to inflict as much useless, random, suffering and killing as possible that's why they do that that's why they don't just you know it's just them by themselves go off no they want to they want vengeance on being on life itself and jordan peterson talks about this as well as as all the columbine shooters and you see the stories in the cain and abel like do you see the story in cain and abel what happens is in scripture like it talks about how abel gave uh, god his first fruits and and god was pleased with that and cain you know there's speculation maybe some people are saying that maybe he he didn't give his first fruits you know maybe it was the second fruits he didn't put in the work and some people say well maybe he did but that's just how life happens you know so there's speculation on that is whether uh cain did but the thing that's that's not really um debated is when god or as as Cain would say, what Cain would see it is like, oh God, he favored um, Abel's Abel's first his fruits that we gave him, and, and he's pleased. And me, he's not. God's kind of like, oh, disappointed, and try again. What does he do? He turns he turns bitter. He says, poor me. He starts to say, poor me, poor me. And his situation, he's like, look at Abel over there, do, and I'm over here. He starts to turn inward. Instead of being humble in humility, he gets angry and he gets bitter and he wants to take revenge on life. Because again, life's hard. Like it rains on the good and bad. There's going to be bad things that happen to good people. And the difference is, is when somebody takes that and they take that suffering as meaningless. That's hell. When your suffering is meaningless, that's hell. And you become bitter. And what do you do? You want to kill the best of us. Who's the best of us? Abel. Abel was the best of us. So same thing with the, the Riddler and the mass shooters. They want to kill the best of us. 
the 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 people they feel that failed them and that might be random innocent people like in movie theaters schools and in this case at the end of the scene at uh just some random like because we you know there's bombs right riddler uh we didn't talk about like uh batman catches the riddler or he turns himself in because he kills falcone he turns himself in and they have that great interrogation scene and later on honestly roger to me that that kind of that kind of was weird to me that yeah. he turned himself in. You know, I wanted to see Batman catch him. Yeah. So that that was a little odd to me where it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to hang out in this diner and yeah. <laughs> wait order for the cops to... Order would pumpkin pie or something. Yeah, yeah, order a pie and wait for but, the cops to slam my face into the yeah. counter. But it does fit, though, with <laughs> a lot of the profiles of mass shooters. Think about the one yeah, in Colorado. Right. He didn't. He had guns. He didn't go out without a fight. He didn't like. I'm gonna go down guns blazing, shoot the cop. No, he literally just gave himself up. So it kind of does yep. fit with with a lot of of the, the the people like that mass shooter. So yeah, I get what you're saying. I wish, but he turned himself. And again, remember Riddler, and he's more like a narcissistic guy. He wants credit. He wants to go in there. He yeah. wants and he wants Batman in there. But then he figures out the plan uh, about panning explosives. So he floods the yep. city. And that's why we alluded to earlier, the water. So he floods. Think of it like <laughs> Noah, right? Like Noah, the flood. There's another form of that. Like this this, this city is so corrupt. This city is, is and we're just going to push the reset button. It's like God's like, all right, all right we got to reset. We got to push the reset right. button. And the flood comes in. And all these people, the citizens of Gotham, the new mayors, they're all in this place. And that's where they have those the Riddler clones that are his followers. And they're just going to randomly shoot innocent people. And so that's the Cain and Abel story from the Old Testament, from Genesis that we hear. It's the person going through life feeling like they were um, not. It's not fair. It's not fair. Right. Cheated. Wrong. Yes. Turning their yep. revengeance into murder—it's—it's it's the whole Cain and Abel story. Uh, to me, that's—that's that's the the Riddler story. Um, so towards the end, what did what did you think? What are your closing thoughts on on the end? Like on the end of the movie, uh, what are, what are like some of your takeaways of of what happened that we saw in the movie? So takeaways from the movie. Uh, honestly, I, I and that's, I'm, I'm I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm confused who was in the jail with him. I, I'm assuming oh, it's the Joker, yes. but I, I have no clue. I, the other thought that I initially had was maybe it was Two-Face because there was a line yes. in their short dialogue they had that made me think it was Two-Face. I forget what the line is now. I've, I've slept since I've seen the movie, but there, there's something in there that was like, oh, it's Two-Face. Uh, but then toward the end, I was like, I, I think this is Joker. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it's it's interesting. It's like, oh, okay, so this there's going to be another one, right? Like you just kind of assume there's always going to be another one now, especially with these big movies like this. They're, they're not a standalone movie, but they're yeah. franchises. Yes. You know, there's those awesome one-offs like, you know, the Joker, right? But, um, and who knows if there's going to be a second one. I think there might be, honestly, just from yeah, there, what Yeah, there's going to be more, but uh, Matt Reeves confirmed that it is the Joker, uh, but that, that doesn't okay. necessarily mean he's going to be in the second movie. Uh, so there's oh. that. So he said it, it, does, it doesn't guarantee he's going to be in there. But uh, Matt Reeves, the director, was saying that they actually shot another scene, too, that didn't, didn't, did not make the cut of the movie with the Joker of like Batman going in like Silence of the Lamb style, like trying to get uh, advice from the Joker on how to catch the Riddler, stuff like that. But that was cut out. So, yeah, but mm. it was the Joker played by I don't remember. I can't say his name, but he came out in. The Eternals, if you see in the Marvel movie, The Eternals, yes. he was the one that could control people's mind. So I think he's a really oh, good actor. Okay. So I was like, wow, I'm excited to see him. It'd be good. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So I honestly, I was kind of surprised there was no post-credit scene. Yeah. Sure, I'm sure after three hours, people were really <laughs> eager to get out of the theater, even if it's to, you know, use use the facilities. But, you know, I was like, is there a post-credit scene? You know, that's kind of a thing now. So maybe there's one. And uh, the lights turned on and the crew came in and someone even asked, is there a post-credit screen? They're like, no, there's not. Like, okay, cool. So mm-hmm. we heard that. It's like, all right, time to go. But um, yeah, as far as the end of the movie goes, that that's really that whole, that, that conversation yeah. between the Riddler and the Joker. Um, gosh, you know, as far as Batman goes, you know, he had that little kind of closure, if you will, with, um, with the uh, Catwoman. Mm-hmm. And there was that scene that I was anticipating, right, where 
they go their separate ways based yeah. on the conversation they had where she's like, well, you can come with me and yeah. let's go. And let's, 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 what did she say? Something to the effect of let's go rob some banks and, you know, bust some something executives like or something. So she kind of opened the door for yeah. him to kind of have like a life of crime. I mean, she's like a cat burglar, right? So that's kind of her deal. But, um, you know, that's also kind of a show of growth for him. Not to say he would have done that before the, the baptism, if you will. Yeah. But, you know, just seeing them go on their separate ways, right, on their own paths. So that's, uh, to me, it was kind of interesting. Uh, the Batwoman character, sorry, Catwoman character was a little kind of interesting to me. She was there and then she wasn't. And then she was kind of a big part of the movie because she was yeah. Falcone's daughter. It's like, oh, wow, yes. okay, this is this is getting interesting here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so, and she she kind of had some intel for Batman and, to kind of rewind a little bit, I, I couldn't help but chuckle <laughs> at the scene where she was wearing the contact lens and Batman was like in stakeout, yeah. right? He was like in a stakeout where he was like, he was like, you know, tell me what she's saying or who's that guy? And wait yeah. a minute, turn around, look at that guy again. That's the ADA. That's this guy. That's this guy where did he have to be in the Batman outfit for that scene? I oh. I honestly <laughs> took some time after the movie to think about this. Yeah. I was doing something random. Like I might've been packing for my trip or something where I was like, okay, what's let's consider the alternative. Was he in his suit? So that way he was at the ready in case he had to oh, like swoop in or like, couldn't he have just been like, you know, emo Bruce Wayne where he's has his like Nirvana t-shirt on <laughs> and flannel. Right. <laughs> eating like combos or you know corn nuts and just kind of on stakeout um so th- to me that that was a little comical where he was just he was the guy in the chair if you yeah. will kind of like steal a line from the the spider-man, Spider-Man. movies right yeah. but um he was just kind of sitting there staring at a screen directing traffic yeah um i i don't know how they could have made that any better but i just thought it was funny he was just sitting there maybe have him in the suit but without the mask on mm. You know, maybe that, that that maybe that could have worked. I don't know, but yeah. I I thought that was kind of funny. It was just kind of sitting there directing traffic. So yeah, my uh, my, my closing thoughts are that is like this movie was incredible. It's very dark. A lot yep. of influences of the Long Halloween from the the comic books. You have of course Year One, the Frank Miller comic book, very excellent. Selena Kyle, I thought she did. Zoe Kravitz was very, very good. The Penguin, man, he was incredible. They're making an HBO series, and I can't wait for that. He was unrecognizable. Uh, he was funny. Colin like, Farrell, yeah, Colin seriously, Farrell was the Penguin. Like, yes, that there was no way I was ever going <laughs> to yeah, know that. You didn't if, know, right? If yeah. someone told me, if no one told me, I would think it was some unknown actor. Yeah, I was like, man, that unknown actor is great. He was, I loved his right. like, his accent, kind of like a New York, New Jersey kind of like mob yep. guy. He's like, hey, take yep. it easy, sweetheart. <laughs> like telling Batman, right. he was he was yep. funny. He was great. I loved the Penguin. Incredible. I, the relationship between Batman and Gordon, man, I loved it. And I love Gary Oldman and Christian Bell relationship. But this one was very good too. It's like they known each other forever. <laughs> this was the Batman like doing the actual detective. Like he was going in looking at stuff, getting the thumb drive. I like that part. That was a funny part. Paul Dano's character was amazing. There's so many much stuff like the scenes, the car chase, like a lot of the fighting too. Batman's in the club, like just beating up people, getting shot. The, that yep. one scene, kind of like the Va- Rogue One Vader, kind of like where he's in the dark and he's coming to the bad guys and they're shooting off the guns and you just see right. the flashes from the gun. That reminded me of like a, a Dark Vader kind of scene. He's just going at him. I love the suit, the the cinematography, the picture, the color, the score, everything. I really, really, really love this movie. Um, can't wait to see it again. Uh, hopefully they'll make very, very much more. So yeah, those are, those are my clothes. And again, I, I like the, 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 the Riddler and, and the themes of the movie and you pointing out the baptism and stuff. That's really good. I, I like that. And so the, to me, there's a lot of stuff to talk about that. Like, it's like the flood, the Noah, the, the Cain and Abel kind of like the revenge, the Riddler kind of like, again, it's like sad, but he's like, Oh, I, uh, my life was hard for, therefore I'm going to kill people. It's like, no, that's, that's exactly what you don't do. That's our faith teaches us not to do that. So uh, there's so much stuff to pull from this movie. So I really enjoy this. Thank you again for giving me your time to talk about this movie. Uh, the Batman, would you, okay. Um, I give it just, 
I, I to me, I give it, I give it a nine, a nine. Yeah, I give it a nine out of ten. I would highly recommend this to people to go see it. Uh, what, what would you rate it as, and and uh, would you recommend it for people? To... Uh, yeah, about a nine. That that fall in, falls in line with you know what I'm thinking also. Uh, and of course, I would certainly recommend people watch it. I would prep them first as well, especially if they plan on taking kids. Um, I, I wish I had that. That's pretty you know, dark. Honestly. Yeah. It's like, it's you know, like, especially that first go, scene is like, Whoa, like, yes. Oh, I was going to say one more thing. Even I was going to say, there is a, the only thing, another critique of it, there is a, I, I kind of figured there is a little bit of wokeness in there. Like you have Selena Kyle character. Uh, she was like, uh, pre, uh, uh, touted as uh, bisexual. Um, also that one line made me cringe. Like where, She's talking to Batman and she's talking about, yeah, these guys, people and their white privilege. It's like they said the word, the, the key, the word, the phrases. So there was, to me, there was a little bit of a wokeness kind of vibe in there. Uh, you know, but other there than certainly that, was. yeah, there definitely that's, was some wokeness. Uh, that's kind of what I was, that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier when yeah. I said, you know, the, the current climate of yeah. things, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, that, which, that's which the, you can, you can pick up on by, yeah. You know, just watching the movie, sure. you don't have to read reviews or no backstories to know that yeah. that's, you know, that's in there. The have and have nots, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yep. All right, man. Uh, once again, thank you. This has been Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I am Roger, and that is Jason Nunez. Thank you, guys. God bless.